welcome back to the Remedial Film Class Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Travis. And I'm George. Hey, George, can you do me a favor? What? Can you take all those negative feelings that Travis was exuding earlier today, (laughs) put them in a box, and throw that bitch in the ocean? Mm. Mm. I would appreciate that. Tonight we watched Bad Boys 2, and I did indeed get our Audible text, so I know it's going to be a good show. Audible text? Yeah, for our regular listeners, Travis texts me every time we're going to record a show, and and he says, we need to pick a different movie because George is going to hate this movie. That's not what I said. (laughs) It's not not what I said. No, actually, anyone who listened to the uh, last episode of the show heard the actual verbatim text but why repeat ourselves george how you doing tonight man uh fine travis was right i hated the movie how can you hate this movie uh easy uh it's two and a half hours of gunshots and explosion and characters you don't care about and a couple of funny parts Camera shots were great. They spent mm-hmm. a lot of money on helicopters or drones or however they did it. And the, it was kind of beautiful looking. But the movie itself, I don't know, man. I, also, like, I just, I really just don't like Will Smith. He's kind of like a, uh, a, a, you know, a Nicky Coppola kind of for me. Really? Yeah, same kind of thing. I don't really like him in a lot of stuff. Although I have to admit he has good comedic timing. Like when yes. he was trying to explain what he was doing in New York was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. You know? No, he, but you like know, sometimes thing... he's good, but like a lot of times I'm just like, oh my God, this his is comedic, so over the top. His comedic timing is what I like about him. Yeah. What I don't like about him is when he tries to act like a badass. Yeah. Because it's, it's like, you're, like... You're, you're Will Smith. You're, you're the weakest rapper. Yeah. And at this point, like I know what it looks like when you slap somebody. It's not that impressive. So, right. well, that aside, <laughs> I um, mean, but even before that, I was like, yeah, well, the, the badass I like him playing is the like the one in Men in Black where he's even when he's trying to be stern and hard ass, he's so funny. He's not trying to be something he's not. So in, in hold this on, character, hold on, hold on, just point of clarification for our listeners. You like it when the actor is not someone they are not. You prefer when they are who they are. No, I just think he doesn't come off. As <laughs> Let's tough. roll this back. Let's get that again from earlier. He's not trying to be something he's not. I mean, it's no, a, I know it's what you're a, saying. It's That's exactly. Not what I'm saying. It's exactly like in uh, what was that movie uh, with all the with the porno movie when uh, uh, the, the boogie from, nights. Yeah, boogie nights. When uh, the dude from Boston, the actor, what's his name? Mark Wahlberg. When Mark Wahlberg was like, "Screw you, mom! Yeah. I'm gonna be something." It's like, no, that's not. Yeah, no, I. You know, I'm not. I'm not attacking his acting. I think he's a good actor. I I love him, and like I was telling you earlier, I love him in serious roles. I've never Pursuit been dis- of happiness. Yeah, I've said. never been disappointed in his acting. My issue is when he tries to play the hard ass because he's just it just doesn't come off right. Yeah, I'm. It's not. It's not an acting thing. It's just. It's. It's an aesthetics thing. I don't. I. I don't. Li- is I don't, it the muscles? Not... No. Is I it the low body think... fat? Is it his ability to do basic martial arts while also jumping around shooting guns in a relatively realistic way? I don't know. I, when Martin Lawrence plays a badass, it's funny to me. 
because he's not. And he knows he's not, but he's not playing it like he's really a badass. He's trying to puff up. He's trying to act like he's a badass yeah. when he's not. Well, that's like Will the whole Smith. dynamic of their buddy cop it, right. thing. Who's the uh, who's the little the little comedian that I'm I'm thinking of? Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Yeah, from Philly. He does the same thing. He does a real and like it's it really it's really funny when he tries to puff up. Like I want them so to remake funny. these movies and or maybe some sequels with Kevin Hart and someone he's got good chemistry with. The Rock. I don't. Want, he has great chemistry with The Rock, but I don't know if I want to see The Rock in this kind of movie. Yeah, because I've seen that multiple yeah, times. True. That loud, obnoxious, hilarious sidekick, and that's what Chris Tucker made a career out of for a good 12, 14 years before he fell off the face of the earth. I don't think that's going to happen with Kevin Hart because he also has a an established, you know, stand up career and all that stuff, and he's a lot more marketable than Chris Tucker. Yeah, and eventually he might get bored of it and fall off the face of the earth because he wants to. Right into Chris a, Tucker wanted to. Right into a big old pile of money. Yeah. Yeah. As is the style when you're in Hollywood. Well, that's what happened with with Martin Lawrence. I mean, he kind of fell off the deep end after this movie. But then he did Bad Boys 3, and now they're making Bad Boys 4. Can't wait. Bad Boys 3 is not good. (laughs) I'm surprised at how much you like this movie, because everything you've complained about, about every other comedy I suggested, is in this movie. It's misogynistic. It's racist. It's stereotypical. Mm. It's obnoxious. It's it's uh, plotless. It's uh, what's what's the other thing? Um, oh, did I say racist? It's not. It's not plotless. It just. It's the. It's it's, it's just a plot you don't care about. It's, it's just the same a, plot. It's, as a, ge- it's a generic it's plot. A generic plot with a, with a generic villain that with, you don't care about. Scott, that has really nice hair though. Scott Tapia? Stapp, the 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 villain in this movie. Yeah, great hair. Yeah. Um. Not good. <laughs> The f- the villain in the first movie was a lot more. If if the villain in the first movie was in this movie, would have been a little bit more enjoyable because he had more menacing uh, tendencies and and his behavior. The first movie, yeah, the first. Movie. You mean they didn't start out with just Bad Boys Two? Like that wasn't the first movie they no. came out. They did Bad Boys, which was the first one. Oh, it's funny. We this didn't, we didn't this watch movie that one. is the first movie without the charm. And without the, uh, and with a lot more, you know, they when they make a sequel, they take everything that worked in the first one, yeah, and they just s- shove some so, steroids so, in it. So car crashes worked in the first one. You didn't uh, think? Angles. Hold on, you didn't think the car crashes worked in this movie? Who you talking about, me or George? To George, who just said, "Oh, so the car crashes worked in the first one." You didn't think the car crashes, the over-the-top, <laughs> ridiculous action set pieces in this movie, there didn't was a work lot for of, you? There was a lot of them, like. In I'm trying to think of another movie. Um, Blues Brothers mm. had uh, had a couple of sequences that were that took place in cars, and they were kind of you well. Know, in their defense, like in the '80s, you had like Cannibal Run. You had a, a bunch of movies that were about car chases. Yeah, they stopped making. Mo- they didn't make movies about cars after the '80s. That's for sure. No, no. Hold on. Let's get back to what I'm saying. (laughs) Um, They there was lots of car action in that movie, and it was fine. Like it wasn't like even the movies like An American Werewolf in London had a car crash that was huge and a little ridiculous and over the top. But it's like, eh, okay. But it was. I think it works in all of them. I I think the car sequences in this movie are the better parts of this movie. There's Although a I don't lot like Fast them. and the Furious, so, and this is basically Fast and the Furious. There's a lot. There is a lot, it's, but the cars are cool. 
Oh, yeah, that's the, not the stuff the, that bothered yeah, me. Yeah, the Ferrari was the unlikable characters good. and the zero. You know, and the sh- and the way they shot, like the way they shot it, was really good. Was really good, but it was just it was like it was too long. It was just kept going on, and like at some like you're just gonna continue like just destroying property like that, like for like it was like a Transformers is, movie without Transformers. Yeah, <laughs> it's like guys, this is like so. So unrealistic. And I know it's not supposed to be <laughs> hold realistic. On, hold but on, it's hold like, on. You mean the movie on. where they send on their own accord a, a police SWAT team unofficially, like a what are they, the tactical narcotics team? They send their narcotics team to Cuba to invade and then end up mm. fighting a drug lord on Guantanamo Bay. Hold on. You don't think that's yeah. ripped from the headlines, George? It's dumb. Oh, God, we have so much work to do. Dudes, last time we watched True Lies. Yes. Generally, I would say that both of you enjoyed that movie. Yes. This yeah. movie that we just watched, Bad Boys 2, is it's the evolution of True Lies to perhaps its most concentrated dose possible. This is the final form of that action movie. This is everything. This is everything that True Lies is not. Because True Lies actually has characters that you care about. It has uh, depth to those characters. They're kind of not one-sided or one-dimensional. These characters were, and I end. I know these characters. I know them from the first movie, so I know all their backstory, and I still wasn't interested. And that's pretty bad. Like that that opening scene was, even if it was outlandish, that's not what bothered me because I'm he like, he shot okay, a man through his butt. Yeah, in no, none bullet of that, time. None of that bothers me. It was amazing. What bothers me is they've lost their charm these characters have lost their character well we're not looking me, for character development and growth from bad boys one or else we would have watched bad boys one but we don't need character development or the, what i'm saying is it's just a jason movie if you don't develop characters so when they get in car chases i don't give a shit i just want them to go through the windshield so like, wait to did, me, did you it doesn't did you matter spend all of the Jason movies being like I don't care about these characters so I'm going to be unhappy with the outcome of this movie. Well, I also no because no. in all the Jason movies they all die and you root for Jason. Yeah. And also <laughs> it's 80 minutes long. You like, root for really cool kills in these kind of movies. <laughs> if I'm got the reason why I like True Lies is the reason why I hate this movie. Which is what? The likable characters. Mm-hmm. The humor. I love mm-hmm. that you just don't like these two hilarious characters. Like I love these. St- I like. Stop. I mean, I thought it was it was funny. Like there were there were some funny parts. Hold on, don't put words in my mouth. You just said I the unlikable these, characters. I love <laughs> these two characters from the first movie. They don't exist in this movie. They're not here. They're shells of what they were, and. I wasn't expecting that. All I was expecting was the same guys from the first movie in more outlandish situations, and I would just probably roll my eyes, but I would still laugh, and I would still enjoy myself. But even, like, the funny 
moments that they had with the the convict that helps them out in who's now working for the police department, uh, the computer hacker guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he can see even, the game from the parking lot. But even yeah. his even his humor was gone. Like, oh, it, was he it, from the first movie? Yeah. He was a criminal in the first movie. Now he's a, okay. yeah, he's like he's an ex basketball player. He's an NBA player, and okay. he's sitting in the chair in the first movie and. <laughs> Martin Lawrence is standing over his shoulder breaking his balls the whole time. He's trying to hack something. Right. And then he stands up and he's <laughs> points his finger at, at Martin Lawrence, who's like five foot eight. Yeah. And he's like six nine. Yeah. And he's he points right in his face and he's like, uh, I, I can't remember what he says to him. <laughs> Martin Lawrence, they cut that a camera from the view of the player and he's looking at the camera. He's like, back off. I will. Like he starts getting really badass with this guy. Mm-hmm. But you can tell he, he, the way the basketball player is delivering his lines, he's a computer nerd, even though he looks like he's yeah, menacing. He's so massive. He, he, it's just, it's the humor is there. And that's not even in here for this guy to, to do that character that he created, that he developed. Yeah. And to me, the same, the dynamic between those two guys, I was expecting uh, Lowry and um, I can't remember what Martin Lawrence's character's name is Marcus. Uh, Marcus. Love his wife. I loved her in the first movie. I love. Mm. I loved her in this movie. His sister, uh, nice to look at, good complex character, but but I mean, even like the writing with the with the with the sister, and she's like, yeah, I could take care of myself. I I don't know. I'm not your just. I'm not just your little sister. And blah blah. blah. It's like, like she's a DA like, agent. She but here be. here is the thing. I get it. I don't need that spoon fed to me. Right. I get that that dynamic is there. The lines that explain that explicitly don't need to be there. They're there for stupid people, and that's not me. Right. And I enjoyed the little dynamic between him, uh, Lowry and and Marcus's sister. And like you said, that those little moments that they had, I like those because that's what I remember from the first movie. Mm. They didn't build on that. They instead chose to do an hour's worth of gunshots and Travis you're gonna have to let go of your connection to the first movie because I don't know if you noticed no I don't I don't have a connection to the first movie I've never seen it didn't give George the first movie intentionally to see how this would go so okay constantly bringing up the first movie not gonna help George understand why this movie has some value uh, I'm not trying to change George's mind. He made his own decision from watching it. <laughs> I'm I'm basically trying to give him a little backstory onto why I didn't like it. That's all. Yeah, and he, he came to that decision all by himself. Well, George always hates the movies. It's our job to show him why these <laughs> movies have artistic value. I mean, I know why you wa- we watch this. Why did we watch this movie? Why where we're going? But oh. I'm just telling you why I didn't enjoy oh, it. Oh, hold on. You mean you mean there's a reason we watch this movie, not just because I wanted to make you watch a movie? Mm. Well, that's why we do this. I, I know. It's fun. Yeah. But there's plenty of other movies to show that dynamic that's well done. I disagree completely. So, uh, George, did you see yeah. who directed this movie? Yeah, I recognize his name. Who's Michael Bay? What have you seen from Michael Bay so far? I don't remember. Okay, Michael Bay produced the Texas Chainsaw remake. Ah, uh, yeah, he yeah. He produced the Friday the 13th remake. Mm-hmm. And he directed The Rock. The Rock. Mm-hmm. Now, do you remember how, like, almost deadly serious the beginning of The Rock was? Yes. And then it kind of got a little bit more goofy, but it never really got 
flat out comedic, right? Mm-hmm. So when Michael Bay makes The Rock and movies like The Rock, it's kind of like when James Cameron made movies like Terminator and Terminator 2. But then James Cameron made a little fun one called True Lies. Mm-hmm. The following year, Michael Bay made a fun one, Bad Boys, number one. Mm-hmm. Now, that all happens in the mid-90s. They're very similar movies. One of the reasons I didn't want to bother with the first Bad Boys is they just coexist so closely to True Lies, it would feel like us making you watch you know, multiple movies that were a little too overlapped at the same time. Okay. But Bad Boys 2 is an insane evolutionary step. Do you remember the thing we talked about last week? With True Lies, when I said that True Lies was lacking the six years of development it would take to get CGI composites, like, spot on. Yeah. This is the result of CGI compositing into that action genre. This is when it has matured to where Mm -hmm. you can have a Matrix-style bullet time event through a man's butt and also, like, kind of uh, like that corn video through all the bottles and stuff. Mm-hmm. But without any of the like camera trickery and the blurs and all that, instead it just looks like a bullet flying through the air. Yeah. This is a progression upon what the Matrix did. It's like yeah. the next evolution, but it's also a True Lies type movie, but with the addition of the CGI ability. And I would argue, now this might be controversial, I would argue that the Michael Bay camera movement style fits this genre better than what James Cameron did in True Lies, which was a lot of set cameras and a lot of crane moving. Mm-hmm. This is very much like handy cam, quick movement. Like, if you sit back and watch a couple of the action shots, the camera never sits still. No, you're right. It's almost like he shoots it with his iPhone in his hand. Like, it's like a high-powered yeah, iPhone. No, like, no, yeah, I know you're not saying that as a... As an insult. No, it looks nah. great. It looks amazing. It's but it doesn't have that steady cam feel. It has like a handheld feel. Like a No, yeah, I, it's a little I, bounce, I had no I had no issues with with the with the camera work or the no, CGI or any or anything like that. Like I mean, like I said before, even when I was trashing the movie, I was like, it looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. It re- it it really looked great. Um I really like the um uh the scene when they're in uh they're in the dude's house, the the blonde dreads guy that like hold up scene where Will Smith is on the wall and all the other guys are on the other side of the wall. And basically the whole set, I mean, it looks like the camera's like spinning around in a circle right. or, or I don't know if it's the camera spinning around or if it's the room spinning around or whatever, but that was cool. Mm-hmm. However, they shot that from both sides of the wall. That yeah, was, that was really cool. Sweet. No. Yeah. Every- before okay. we go any further, because we're talking about that scene, I want to send you a clip from an Argento movie that uh, I think echoes what we were just talking about. I want you to watch this scene from the movie Opera. And just remember, if you watch this scene and don't complain too much, I won't make you watch the movie Opera. <laughs> this is beneficial for you guys. Hey, this is Dan in Post. The clip from Opera, I will put a link in the description. Uh, Basically, it is a single scene with a very violent interaction, so it's, it's R-rated violence here, guys. But you probably ought to check this scene out so that you can fully appreciate what we're about to discuss. Now I'm going to skip ahead to uh, 
time compressed their experience watching it. Oh, I see someone poking through a someone doing a reverse porkies. Hmm. Okay. I mean, dudes, that shot could have been from this movie. It it was. Isn't that bizarre? Would you have it ever thought cool. that a Michael Bay movie would have drawn uh such a similar scene? I won't I won't go so far I'm as sure to say he that he probably has inspiration from this. Well, I don't know that he's he, seen this, but I'll tell you that bullet moving through the door looks a lot like the bullet moving through this scene uh at the beginning of the movie, like the just the framing. And then the weird thing is the reason I would point out that he might know about this scene is he doesn't make any effort to actually show the bullet go through the head when the guy gets shot through the door. Do you notice that? Like in a movie full of over-the-top, squibby gore nonsense. Will Smith puts that gun in the peephole and fires, and they don't even show what happens. Hmm. And so, in a movie it like this, it, it doesn't doesn't hold off on the gore. It doesn't bother to replicate that exact shot that it had the ability to replicate. Pretty weird. But dudes, when it hits that phone in the background, like that's a cool shot. Mm-hmm. That might be the only part of opera that you guys would enjoy, but I mean, come on, Argento in a Michael Bay movie, pretty tight. That was, it looked like it was ripped right out of it. But that's from 1987. Actually, the 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 whole concept of the bullet on the other, or the gun on the other side of the peephole is one thing, and the actual bullet flying through the peephole reminded me of the slow motion bullet Yeah, going through the bottles and... Uh, it's Martin like Lawrence's butt. Yeah, two mm. different two different reference points within the same movie. Very strange. Yeah, just thought you guys should see that because very, was... very, very similar. Yes, I wouldn't rush out and watch opera though. I don't know that you guys are going to love it. But if oh, you I, ever I get on an Argento kick, <laughs> it's it's like his eighth best movie. So oh, take okay. that for what it is. Um, that's, that's and Daria Nickelodeon. Resounding. We <laughs> love Daria Nickelodeon from Deep Red, and that was her getting her getting her head shot off. Uh, mm. Mm. Yeah, weird. Um. The thing about Bad Boys 2, if you've noticed, compared to the violence in True Lies, Mm -hmm. substantially more blood, substantially more gore, and a ton of squibs. And if you notice, if you go back and think about True Lies violence, a lot of people get shot. A little bit of blood flies. But it's not like a squib fest like you'd expect from an R-rated action film from the 90s. Like, I don't really know why. What what do you mean when you say squib? Like a, a packet. Exploding packet on the on the person. Okay, it's that like little a, blood like explosion that they do to show the bullet impact. I don't think Cameron mm-hmm. really does that. Though. Isn't that weird? I think that might be a Cameron thing, because even even in Aliens, when when he when they're ripping through all the aliens, it's like little quick shots of the acid blood splatter. Like they're not really, and that's not even real blood, and he's not goring it up. Yeah, it's interesting. It, it's definitely yeah. a choice. And this one goes the other direction, right? Like, this is just Squib City. We're just, like, 10 degrees away from Jason Goes to Hell when they shoot Jason a million times and all the little Mm. explosions happen. By the way, uh, same special effects guy. Howard Berger did the effects in this Mm. movie. Mm. That's the B from K and B, those keeping track. Gotcha. So, I mean, this is this movie exists in our conversation. I'd actually go out on a limb and say that this movie is more realistic than True Lies. Yeah, I would say more... Gra- I mean, the hairier part is pretty 
ridiculous. I mean, even like the the Bond stuff in the beginning. Like, I just think they're inspired by two different things. I think Michael Bay has a style that he had been doing. He's more inspired by like a like a RoboCop, uh, violent kind of thing. Not so much the the chase. He likes car chases, but I think the Bonds were more about people chases. Oh, by the way, and I said I think this True was, a, was more of that. I said this was a bro movie, and I was totally right. It's a buddy film. Yeah, yeah. it's a yeah. There's the, they're they don't two really bros. like each other. There's there's two bros. And <laughs> they like each other more. In the it's first a one buddy cop movie. One. I don't know that I would call yeah. it a bro movie, but I thought that's what you were going for last week, and I didn't want to correct you because I didn't want to give anything right. away. But right. yeah, okay. definitely, these two bad boys are definitely uh, buddy cops, they, and so they I guess they're interesting kind of bro. What is a what is a bro movie? I don't think that's a thing. It's not a thing. I think that's a, a George movie would be like uh, I love you, man. Kind of movie uh, okay. where it's like uh, like a bromance. Okay, that's yeah. What, no, when you're I think right. Of, it's it's not movie. like that. No, I meant this is what I meant. Even like forty like year old version might be a bro movie because of the four, the dynamic of the four guys. Okay. Now this is what I meant, like a yeah, a buddy. Yeah. buddy cop I mean, movie. you were on the right path. Well, but I we didn't, didn't know wanna... that they were cops. I just knew that there was two characters right. that were dudes that were playing off of each other. You Couldn't didn't remember if, like. Like, uh, I I could have, like, you could have showed me uh, Rush Hour mm-hmm. and told me it was Bad Boys, and I would have believed you. Well, like, like like car chases that only went to the '80s. <laughs> buddy cop movies only went to the '80s. Too. Okay, yeah, yeah, they haven't made, made any sense. Uh, <laughs> be nicer, I'll make you watch Cop Out. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Oof. Wolf. Uh, <laughs> cop Out. <laughs> That's not Cop Land. <laughs> Cop Out is the one with the Kevin Smith. The Bruce uh, Willis one. Bruce Willis movie. Ooh. Yeah. Let's watch Cop Land instead. <laughs> yeah, Cop Land a little bit a little bit better. Let's watch Hot Fuzz. We should probably watch that. That's actually at that's some, a fun at idea. At some point. Um <laughs> So uh Joey Pants is back. Do you remember Joey Pants? He sure is. Joey Pantliano from uh Fugitive. Yeah. Only now he says that they they don't cover personal property. That's why we drive police cars. And he does the little Correct. <laughs> the hands. Yeah, the, the air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> he does steering wheel air. Oh my god, he's I so good remember, in this movie. He's he's good in both of them. I can't remember if the first one, if he had all those tchotchkes on his desk, all those calming statues, and <laughs> like he's got every statue from every god. I get the impression. I if, if I only look at one. Bad Boys 2, the movie gives me the impression that he's been through some stuff and he yeah. is trying a new direction. And that's why he's got so much buy-in yeah. to all this, right? It's an overcorrection, just like what I assume Marcus is going through where he's overcorrecting through therapy. Mm-hmm. Now, full yeah. disclosure, in 2003, I saw this movie and I had not seen the first one. And actually, I didn't right. see the first one until like five years ago. And the thing is, when you come into this series with them, with all the amps turned to 11, with Bad Boys 2, Bad Boys 1 is kind of boring. I'm going to disagree. And I don't... Th- well, you can't you Surprise. can't disagree because you didn't do it that way. That's the thing. No, I'm trying to I'm tell saying... you from the perspective of a person who starts with this ooh, one... Oh, oh, can I watch Bad Boys 1 and tell you if I think it's boring or not? But I watched I mean, if you one want to. today, and it's still enjoyable. Yeah, but I mean, you I have a nostalgic boring. connection to diff- Bad Boys it's 1. It's two different movies. I have I, a nostalgic guys, connection to Bad Boys 2. I'm telling you, these guys, are different think... experiences. I think we need to settle this. I think this is a homework situation. I think we need to settle this. I'll watch Bad Boys and I'll decide who's right. Okay. Well, I don't know I, that I, you can decide that Travis, Travis is wrong it, it might for be, liking it might the be first boring. one better. 
It could be boring. It might be. If you watch it to and, be bored. And Dan, it might be good. I don't know. It can be both good and boring. It's just because it is not at 11, it underwhelmed me. I agree that you do not have to watch one to watch this movie. You do have to watch one to understand their dynamic, but you don't have to watch one. I think I got a I got a good idea so of their I, dynamic I, just from this. No, that's I mean, what I'm the, saying. The banter, uh, cop movies. The thing with cop movies, the boxes that you check. Mm-hmm. One of the boxes that you check are the cops' backstory and their banter. If yeah. you don't have that banter their or rela- backstory, their relationship over the course right, of their tenure, over the over the movie, you know, or their career, this one checks a lot of the cop movie boxes and they do reference they they give you enough to where you know what happened in the first one they give you enough but you don't experience that yeah they just kind of in this movie they just kind of uh they they hint at or they just kind of uh gloss past it but you understand that these two right. cops have been partners for a while i equate it to watching empire strikes back and never watching Star Wars, mm-hmm. and then the opening scene in the in the Hoth base, the snow base, the the sexual tension, all the tension between mm. Han and Leia. Yeah, you don't you see it, you realize it, you know it's there, but you don't know the story of what happened in the first movie and why. Right, there's such a dynamic between all of them. Yeah, so you what you're you saying is it, when there. you watch Bad Boys Two, you miss all the brother smooching. And so no. it just doesn't give you the full experience that you would have had had you watched no. A New Hope first. That's not what I'm saying. Hey, they didn't know that they were brother and sister. That, I mean, that's just part of it. Uh, it was a, it was a kiss. So they didn't bang. So. I said smooch. He said, he said smooch. Yeah, I'm, just, well, I'm just saying. It was just a kiss. Just a, I, I mean, mean, hey, listen. I kissed my was, sisters. There was no tongue. Uh, <laughs> not like that. But no. But I, I think that's the best analogy oh. coming for me. Y'all that, motherfuckers do need Jesus. How how do you not love that scene? <laughs> the entire scene from the do you guys like hip hop? We need to flow or whatever line from the guy that's like the kid whose dad owns the store. Ooh, yeah. You know, ooh, there's a bullet hole. Ooh, ooh, can you tell me? Oh, you can't tell me. Okay, hey, do you guys like hip hop? We can flow. You know, that whole that whole thing through yeah. there, you know, what you did to my butt. <laughs> <laughs> yes that whole discussion broadcast yeah, funny to the thing i mean yeah hysterical scene funnier than anything that happened in true lies uh maybe not to say yeah. that true I lies thought, isn't good i didn't i didn't okay so that that the, the tv uh store scene he puts it on dolby funny. and it does surround sound <laughs> it was funny I don't think that that was the funniest scene in this movie. I'm not, I'm just, this is just the part but I'm focusing on was, right now. There's a lot yeah. of funny in this movie. And the thing is, I'm saying it's an evolution of what they started with True Lies. And this is the... Mm-hmm. I'm telling you that this is probably the peak of the mountain as far as that genre goes. I don't think yeah, you're going to find a more concentrated comedy, action, thriller type movie. I'm saying this is the best one. Top of the mountain. Okay. Yeah. I'd have to see the list. I don't have it in my mental Rolodex. I mean, isn't But it is a good it, it like he's saying it's a great example of a culmination of decades of a genre. 
It's definitely well polished. It's beautiful to look at. Yeah. A lot of action, a lot of one liners, a lot of banter, everything you want in a movie that you're going to spend money on. Uh, you know, a lot of money on to go to the theater to see and not sit in your house. It is a popcorn movie. I definitely agree with. I'm not going to argue that. And yeah, maybe well, the nostalgia does kill it for what me. What was the movie? Um, uh, the movie that everyone argues uh, about whether or not it's a Christmas movie. Die Hard. Die Hard. Um, where does that fall in this? Because that was an action movie, right? Yeah, it's like the 80s action star. 80s? Okay. 80s late, action. late 80s, early, early 90s, transitional period. The thing about Die Hard is it is an action movie first with a charming lead mm-hmm. who does good one-liners, and there are funny parts. True Lies takes you a little bit further into the, we're, in, we're doing this for fun. Tongue is firmly in cheek. We're making more jokes and references. Tom Arnold's here. He's threatening women's lives. It's great. Uh, that's a joke. Uh, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's my least favorite it's just part. It's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're, you're right. Die Hard has some of these elements. But Bad Boys 2 is kind of a different breed. It is more... In that genome with your true lies and Bad Boys 1, which you haven't seen, but you don't need to see. Mm. Uh, it is a, it's going for more comedy action blend. It's like this one was like a three and a half hour movie that they boiled all the plot out of other than the action bits and the funny bits. And you're left mm. with this high dose of just, you're never bored. I just pulled one out of my ass that might be a better example than this. Maybe not for a cop film. Put but it back in. That put that it back buddy, in. That buddy, that buddy film that has everything you're talking about, and is successful. Fifth Element. Mm. Oh, see, I prefer this to Fifth Element, hundred percent. Oh, really? Not a yeah. Nah, this is this is there's ge- a little, there's this more is generic s- there's popcorn more s- movie compared to that. That's there's art. More sci-fi that's art. And, that's art. Uh, but there's sci-fi. In, yeah, and I don't love Fifth Element. I try not to which, be so Which negative, is fine. I mean, that's fine to have something. Alien, Aliens is another version. It's kind of a buddy cop film uh, with action, humor. Yeah. Everything that I mean, I, this uh, would have. I mean, I've seen Fifth Element. I prefer it. It's just a, more of an artsy like yeah. a, attempt. Or a, what do you call it? A gamble. It's, it's, it's a more of a... Of a um, this is generic to me. Like, hey, I agree. As, as nice as it is to look at, it's still something that some kid in arts in in film school could make, uh, with a high budget. Like anybody can make a movie like this with their own little style and their own little ideas. It's still just car chases and running around and and people in a club. Like, there's nothing. It's pretty generic. Yeah. Uh, Fifth Element takes a lot of. Uh, blue well, body paint is what it takes. A lot of blue well, body paint. It's there's a lot because that of movie because of how like it blue body paint. Yeah, but yeah, because of you know where it takes place and how it takes place. It's just it's a little bit. It's innovative. It's, it's fur. It's further out. It, it's, it's out, out there. there. It's out. It's there. like Blade Runner. But yeah, yeah, it's out there. But I think it's definitely successful. It's an attempt. It's a vision. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it's a vision. Hundred percent. I mean, was Total Recall successful? That was out there. In its time, it was. Way out there. Yeah. But that suffered from lack of uh, what we're talking about with True Lies. It had, it was restricted by the time period and it, the effects. Right, and this wasn't. But the remember, effects were okay, but. True Lies and 
Total Recall, both start in a realistic world that kind of resembles our own and jumps off mm-hmm. versus like, and even Blade Runner for the most part is like a recognizable earth and then mm-hmm. goes places. Fifth element starts on like a spaceship, right? So, I mean, that's already, I've already checked out whether I wanted to or not. I, my sci-fi brain is just like, oh, oh you shouldn't check you out. Serious? You shouldn't check alien, out for sci-fi. Alien starts out on a spaceship. Yeah. Oh. Why does alien work? I like because Alien. It's a, it's a, it's oh, a horror movie. Dan, I yeah, think that's you're being unfair. I, yeah, I think I think you are being. Yeah, unfair. I've watched Fifth I Element a number of times. It never clicks for me. I think space movies can be fine. Yeah, and they can be, but I don't like them. Uh, except for Jason goes <laughs> to space and then Alien for some reason. <laughs> okay, that's the one you like. Okay. Yeah, I know. Isn't that <laughs> Does great? Does he really ever really go to space? <laughs> I mean. It goes to shit. I know that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, it's that thing where uh, last week I was saying, you know, I may not like Marvel movies that much, but it's not because I'm pretentious, right? (laughs) It's not a pretension (laughs) holding me back because Jason goes to space and I'm fine with it mostly. Although I I will say every time I rewatch all those movies, I generally don't rewatch X unless I really have to. Because, oof. There's a couple hot girls in it. That's about it. Yeah, I mean, the holodeck part is funny all i'm saying is total recall had someone with six boobs three boobs was it six no three, three boobs it th- well if it's just well, one additional boob it's not even it's a 50 percent increase in the boob <laughs> content if you if you do like a like a rick and morty uh like uh time uh split then it's six nice there you go you didn't like the part mm. where marcus accidentally ingests ecstasy and like <laughs> I didn't really understand that. I wasn't sure if he he did it on purpose or not. No, it in those cup, didn't it, it? Yeah, when he Is threw that, the bag, it, I missed it. <laughs> I he, must have missed it. When he threw the bag, one of the ecstasy pills ended up falling into his glass of water, and he was drinking the water because he'd been throwing up from all the gross, hilarious gotcha. things okay. that were happening. I totally, I totally missed it. So he had mm. no idea until he was r- rubbing the leather on the drive home, and then. I like the way it resolves where they just realize eventually like, oh, by the way, he's totally accidentally high on ecstasy. And the cop guy, Joey Pants, is just like, oh, well, we need to take care of him then. You know, there's not, they don't drag it out to, you know, like Weekend at Bernie levels of silliness. Say weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> you know, it's that thing where uh, the, they resolve it in a way that it doesn't like insult the viewer with like, an extra 45 minutes of this silly thing that's not funny anymore. We've had the funny, we move on, it resolves in a sort of realistic way. Okay, I just watched last night season one, episode seven, I believe. Community. Of Community. Dan, it's now become Texas Chainsaw. You, it's in every Have episode you gotten now. up to se- uh, <laughs> episode seven of season one yet? I, I, don't, I don't know. The last one I watched Pierce? was the experiment where Abed is able to hold out. Yes. That's the last one I watched. I think that's the fourth episode. Seven, Pierce Hawthorne, played by uh, Chevy Chase. Chevy mm. Chase. Um, takes ex- ecstasy. It's... An amazing episode. Okay. Does he have white sh- white shoes on? No. Well, he's dressed white up loafers. as Beastmaster. Nice. And he trades some of his <laughs> legitimate medical pills. Nice. He he trades some of his legitimate medical pills that he needs for some of his conditions because he's old hmm. uh, to another student for whatever pills he has, and he doesn't even know what it is. And uh, 
Yeah, and then hilarity, hilarity, hilarity ensues. ensues. Nice, because it's Chevy Chase and in a community college with a bunch of twenty somethings. Have you ever seen National Lampoon's Vacation? I have. Okay, the first one. A very long time ago, I remember a, a couple of the things. The one where they drive to the amusement park. Yeah, okay. I remember the um so the great. kid like downing the whole beer. Yeah, as yeah. his dad's okay, trying good. to talk so to yes, him. Okay, good. So yes, you have seen it. And I remember how he was picking his nose when they crashed the car. <laughs> and he's like, I think I stabbed my brain. Yeah. yeah. Okay, um, good. I just Russ? want to make sure that you've yeah. seen like prime Chevy Chase. If you're going to oh, watch yeah. Community, you have to understand. Caddyshack. Clark Griswold and where he's from. Yeah. yeah I, I have, I don't, I haven't seen Caddyshack like all the way through. I've seen like bits and pieces uh-huh. of it. I, I would like to see that. Probably should watch that. Yeah, um, that, that goes in the pile for sure. And I know that Chevy Chase, when he was on SNL, was he killed it. So. Brilliant, yeah. Um, yeah, I know there's a rich history. Chevy there. today is like a, a shell of what he used to be. Well, He's this still is funny. This, aren't I mean, we Community all was Travis? still just him ten years ago. No, aren't I'm we all definitely more than I used to be? <laughs> I still haven't beat yet. Yeah, right. So, George, do you remember in The Rock when they had the ridiculous car chase for no reason through San Francisco? San Francisco. Yeah. And I said. They're going to go back to the well with the Humvee chase. Michael Bay is going to do it again. And then mm. he did it in this movie. He did. Did you go, oh, this is just the chase from The Rock, but now it's in Cuba? No, I didn't. But uh, now that you say it, yeah. I think totally I it. think he's like John Landis where that's his, he does that in every movie. Mm-hmm. And you can imagine how the Transformer movie goes because the, basically they're all driving robots. Right. Mm. So the whole movie. Well, they really they picked the correct director for that movie. I'll tell you. What's sad is I think those movies suffer because of Michael Bay's need to be inside the camera. Mm -hmm. Like all the stuff we're talking about with this movie, he does in Transformers, and it actually ruins the movie because he does a lot of POV, like human POV shots where these mm-hmm. grand things are happening around the people and it's like 360 uh, action shots where like 300-foot robots yeah, are from, fighting from over the, the ground, heads, yeah, And it's from the ground and it kind of ruins it. Uh, you want it a James cool. Cameron Transformers movie. Yeah. Well, I got it in Bumblebee and it worked. Like yeah. they pulled the camera back and you're able to see everybody in the frame. And Yeah, it's less like Godzilla. Yeah, you see the scale. Yeah. But uh, you're not, like, overwhelmed by it. Like, if Jurassic Park had done that... It's more like Power Rangers. Pa- yeah. Power Rangers had a had a good angle for... Uh, yeah, I'll take their, that. ...their robot fights at the but end. But I noticed, like, it, like, Jurassic Park, they did that once when you first... When they first revealed the Brachiosaurus for the first time. They do that POV from the people. Ah, yes. And it kind of is overwhelming. But then the rest of the movie they pull back. Yeah. So it's, well, yeah, yeah. When it's when it's used sparingly like that, sure. Yeah. So when you see the T Rex, you see the scale of the trucks. You're not looking at it from the point of view of the kids, mm-hmm. and it doesn't overwhelm you. It kind of hey, makes how you old part of should it. your child be when you show them Jurassic Park? Uh, we watched it when mine was like four. I just fast forwarded the very beginning because that mm. part's a little intense, and started mm-hmm. with the uh, the DNA, you know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I guess I started probably at the dig site, and he was fine yes. at four. He was just like, "Oh, this movie's tight. Look at these dinosaurs." Boys different than girls, though. I think I don't know. I don't know My how girl Eva liked would it feel too. about it. Vienna's different; like she doesn't care. I forget why uh, we were talking about it, but I explained 
like the the like you know the uh, I, I you have to know were, they were talking about we were talking about like fossils or something or and I'm explaining to my six year old about Jurassic Park and how like they took the DNA from the amber that was like in a in a you know inside a mosquito blood from a dinosaur inside a mosquito and they whatever and it's like the whole plot of this movie mm-hmm. and I was like it was it's pretend but it was yeah it's a cool movie it's all about dinosaurs and blah 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 and she like wants to watch it and I'm like eh, I don't know if you're ready for she it she might like it but there are some intense scenes so yeah. you just gotta kind of f- have your hand on the fast forward button yeah just be ready so guys in true lies I pointed out that they're fighting on top of a harrier and it feels like an old 90s arcade game mm-hmm this movie, Bad Boys 2, comes out in the wake of uh, the PlayStation 2, the end of arcades, the kind of beginning of the pinnacle of home, mm. home Grand console, Auto. GTA, yeah. and then Grand Theft Auto Vice City, which mm-hmm. takes place in Miami, involves mm. drug gangs and fights between different ethnic groups, starts off with police, and then SWAT. And then escalates to federal law enforcement. And then if you're a bad enough boy, the military gets involved. Hmm. And this movie stole that aesthetic in that order and never credited Grand Theft Auto Vice City. And I think that's amazing and stupid, but kind of amazing. I think if they didn't go to Cuba, the military would not have been involved. That's what I mean. So they had to go to Cuba to get that six star warning level. Well, they could have had like National Guard involvement, right? Like every city can deploy their National Guard, right? Or every every state. The state. So you could still get the military. Yeah, you could. I mean, that's why it happens in uh, Grand Theft Auto games is like you've done so much calamity that the National Guard is called up to stop you. Yeah. But in this case, uh, they got the same aesthetic by going all the way to Cuba. And then you get your A Few Good Men connection. As, you know, some gunfires exchanged near Guantanamo. Guys, it's all one universe. Yeah. Oh, this You is can't what, handle the truth. You want me on that wall. This, no. You need me this on is that the, wall. This is the prequel. Yeah, prequel this is to, the pre-sequel. To A Few Good Men. Uh-huh. That's, this was the firing on the, yeah, on the border of Guantanamo. Hmm. Which, again, Tom Cruise, very much like Will Smith, maybe not my favorite actor, but sometimes he just delivers and I can't deny he's good. Guys. Guys. This is the prequel to A Few Good Men. There you go. It's possible. It all connects. And I think A Few Good I, Men actually leads to the Joker because Jack Napier, after being kicked out of the army, changes or the, out of the Marines, changes his name, goes for a life of crime, retroactively kills Batman's parents, and then Joker. Yeah, but I don't think he was, I don't think he left the military. I think he was arrested and court-martialed. Well, once was you're court-martialed, not? I think you're officially booted, right? Yeah, if you're convicted. You executed? No, like, not necessarily. For, no. Go to federal well, prison. Well, he would be court-martialed not on, like, uh, leaving the base. Like, he's court-martialed for basically manslaughter, right? I don't remember, what he, for that? I don't remember what he did. He, well, ordered, he ordered the co-red. Something that killed uh, uh, Yeah, but that's... Yeah, I mean, he'd probably get busted for, for like, time. conduct unbecoming. He would, he would get Guantanamo Bay uh, residence for a while. No, he'd end up in Leavenworth. Probably, like, 10 years? No, Leavenworth? I... He, well, that's the thing. You know, he ends up in Leavenworth. Okay, let's just go with this thought experiment. He's in the Midwest. Uh, Aaron, get Aaron on the phone. Let's talk to Aaron. We need to get like Le- that. Legally. The legal eagle marine lawyer guy that he keeps having on. We need that guy on here. Hmm. Hmm. 
Guys, Bad Boys 2 is more fun than you gave it credit for. I, I never said it wasn't fun. I just remember a few episodes ago, maybe a season ago, you mentioned how Bad Boys 2 was better than Bad Boys 1. I still, I, I find it to be a better experience. Now I've qualified it a little bit more. I was maybe being yeah. a bit... No, I get it. I, I was maybe being a bit confrontational uh, by saying it that way. But I mean, really, for me coming in this way, coming in through 2, going 2-1... It's Coming just, through the back door. Yeah, you know, you, you... Getting shot in the butt. I injured myself. <laughs> I needed medicine. The medicine didn't work. It was so sad. So <laughs> I threw Bad Boys 1 <laughs> in a box into the ocean. Uh, I think I like Bad Boys 1 more because it kind of has that same feel as Lethal Weapon, 48 Hours. And that's the thing. It like is the, like the too traditional bo- uh, cop movie. It doesn't go far enough for me because it's not as good as those movies you just mentioned. No, it's not, but I think the banter is. I think the the dynamic between the two characters is pretty damn good in the first movie. The movie itself might be a little generic for you, but the situational humor is, I think, better in the first one than this because they kind of avoid it in this. They do some humor, but they're more reliant on the car chases, gunshots. I mean, and then that guy shows up and wants to take his daughter on a date. I was That's just going to mention that. I was waiting for Travis to stop talking so I could bring that up. The banter, like, that with the two... Like, mm-hmm. you can tell... That's one of the scenes where you can tell that these two cops have, have, been, have been together for a long time. Because after they put on that bit for whatever, you know, the 15-year-old kid that's obviously, you know, obviously 30, yeah. after they do that whole bit, like, they go in the backyard and it's like, you know, good job. Like that was hilarious. Yeah. Like, Thanks for following my lead. They actually, exactly. what was it you say about improv, Dan? The yes uh, and yes and yeah, yes they were and. doing the yes and yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that was hilarious. And to see the kids standing there and like just try like just trying to he, take it. He was just like totally, this. totally straight. Yeah, totally serious. Well, and that's like the best moment for the wife when she comes in and just saves the day. For me, that's my favorite part, where she's just like, oh, don't ignore that silly guy and his silly friend. Like, come on in, baby. Like, you're fine. Mm. So nice. That has been so redone in so many movies. Yeah. When that happened in Spider-Man, I was like, oh, bad boys. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, they, they do that all the time, that the, the wife saving while the dad interrogates. Yeah. Just the added bonus is Will Smith kind of. Adding gasoline to the Yeah, going nuts. He reminds me of my brother. His character reminds me a lot of my brother. Will Smith. Char- uh, Any character Will Smith plays reminds me of my brother. And <laughs> that's really why strange. you've got a problem with him. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Everything I love about my brother, I love about Will Smith's characters. You know what I love about Travis' brother? is He was a police officer for many years. He's retired now. Best Grand Theft Auto player I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> is it? Yes. I've never played with him. Dude. I should watch him He's play. sick. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's so good. That six-star warning like, level, he doesn't even worry yep. about it. He just drives straight to Guantanamo. It's good. He's got rights. So. <laughs> I got my rights. I got my rights. I got my rights. I say the, the that's that bullshit line. I probably say that once a week, and I forgot it was from this movie, but especially watching football. You know, you mm. see some bad call, which happens frequently in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I'll, I'll turn to my buddy and be like, that's that bullshit. 
and it came from this movie. So thank you, Bad Boys 2, for hmm. giving me the tools to express myself during football season. I was excited to see their dog. That's the kind of dog I grew up with. It's a cute dog. Aww. Awesome dog. I don't know how he got dry so fast. <laughs> before, nah, he, yeah. before he tore the pole down. Well, it's because he was wearing his wetsuit. He's actually a spy. I don't know if they okay. went into it in this one. Maybe that's yeah, the sequel. <laughs> Can you back up a little? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Can you lean back? Can you lean back? Lean back a little. Cool party. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Will. <laughs> God, you're always saying shit. <laughs> Do you ever turn off? Oh, he punches the window. So, George. The sick bitch takes the ice cube trays. <laughs> George, next week, uh, we've got a little yes. treat for you. Yes, what is it? We're going to watch a British film. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of different scale, kind of different thing altogether. Uh, we're going to watch a little movie. You've probably never even heard of this one. It's pretty obscure. Uh, Hot Fuzz? Have you ever seen a Hot Fuzz? Really? Hot we were fuzz? watching Hot Fuzz. We were going to watch Hot Stuff, but we'll watch Hot Fuzz. I said that. You did you say did that. You did say yeah, that. Half an hour ago. Yeah, and we both went, yeah, we should watch Hot yeah. Fuzz. That's a good we idea. We should probably watch oh, yeah, that. we should. <laughs> Which oh, has yeah. been on the schedule for a week now. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Mm. <laughs> Do you have any idea why we're going to watch Hot Fuzz? Um, because you can't stream Shaun of the Dead? <laughs> no you probably can no I mean do I have any idea why I don't know we seem to be doing these cop movies so well, okay. it's a love letter to cop movies I think uh, well, yeah it's, it's uh, kind of like this it's kind of like the scream of cop movies maybe hmm. it's or, the Shaun of the Dead of cop movies uh, yeah, huh. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hmm. well there you go next week we'll uh, we'll oh, take that fuzz and we'll we'll serve it hot very nice. good and I think uh, we're going to have a guest on the show. Are we getting Simon Pegg for this? Or? Oh, you know, he hasn't called me back yet, but no. I'm sure he will. Can we get Richard to call in as Simon Pegg? That would be illegal, <laughs> I think. Oh, shit. It'd be like an international crime at that point, too. Who, who would know? Hmm? That's really? a good point. It's a good point. <laughs> hmm. <sighs> we'll go the primal fear rules, and we'll just make it up as we go along, and... You know, not really follow the law. <laughs> who needs who needs the law when you've got a great courtroom drama? Mm. Made for TV. Made for TV. <laughs> I stand by that. Dun, 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 dun. I think I should uh, thank the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Just use last week's. Just lift it. Well, thank you for joining us on the Remedial Film Class podcast. As always, you can find us at facebook.com slash remedialfilmpod. We'll be back next week with the Edgar Wright classic, modern classic, Hot Fuzz. It's fuzzy, and it's hot. We can get one more in the can real quick. I don't know when I'm going to edit it, but to get it in the can. Marcus got one in the can. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> Just the meat, though, not the whole. Just the meat, not the whole. <laughs> so good. That was a good thing. When he brought him a donut, that was pretty funny. When he brought him a donut to sit on. Yeah, it's a medical thing. Oh, man, this movie's so fun. It's not, like, at all intellectually stimulating, but, God, it's fun. And it's the kind of movie you can put in front of any group of people, and they're going to have a good time.